And we are live. Welcome to episode 56 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee, now powered by Q. I am your host, Lisa Nowakowski, a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County. And just a reminder about our format. It is a 15-minute format because nobody got more time than that. So tonight's coffee fact is about instant coffee. Um, it was originally invented in England in 1771, but it wasn't that good because it went rancid right away. Um, they had another form of instant coffee in France in 1881, patented by one Alphonse Allais. And in 1910, the first instant coffee began to be marketed commercially in the US using yet another process. Um, and if you ask my husband, all forms of instant coffee should be banned from the world. Anyway, um, tonight's guest is Jen Roberts, who will be talking to us about the secret ways she leverages tech to keep an eye on how her students are reading in her ninth grade English class. All right, Jen, so welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Jen Roberts. I teach ninth grade English in San Diego. I'm also the co-author of Power Up, Making the Shift to One-to-One -one Teaching and Learning with the fabulous Diana Neby. Uh, in my spare time, I do some adjunct teaching for the University of San Diego, working with pre-service teachers there. Uh, I'm a writing project fellow, and I'm also a Google for Education certified innovator, as are, of course, Nancy and Lisa. <laughs> All right. So, um, now you're gonna, this is an exclusive, so we're very excited about this because you don't write about this. So this is really exciting for us. What are the things that you do in your classroom that your students don't know about? Okay, yeah, so I've been afraid to blog about these two things because enough of my students follow me on Twitter and and sort of, I, I think, stumble also across my professional blog that if I blogged about it and they found it, they'd be like, oh, that's what you've been doing. Um, and I really don't want them to know my secrets or how I do this. So um, I have, uh, I teach ninth grade English. I have about 140 students and that number is not stable. That is a turnover number. Um, so like my third period class this year, a third of the students were different in June from what I started with in September. So I teach 140 students, but over the course of the school year, I really teach more like 180 students. And so I need things that scale. Um, and I need things that help me know my students as readers uh, without necessarily tipping off to them exactly what I'm doing. Now, absolutely nothing beats just talking to your students and sitting down with a kid and talking to them about their book. But what I found with ninth graders is even though we read for 10 minutes at the beginning of the period every day, if I sit down with one kid and start to have a conversation with them about their book, they're super self-conscious about that. Everyone else is quietly reading. Everyone can hear me talking. I don't want to talk to the teacher. I don't want other kids to see me talking to the teacher. Conferring with ninth graders is tricky. So I, I do that when I can or when it works, but I also need other things. So I have some other, I've developed some other tricks. I've leveraged some tech. And like I said, I've been afraid to write about it on my own blog, but I can share it with you two. And then you can share it with your audience. And then more teachers will know about it without me getting in trouble for like my students knowing about what I do. Um, so what I've done is I have set up a Google form that I kind of use to take attendance. It's really only one question. And uh, it's a multiple choice grid type question. 
And I got this idea from Kyra Bowers, uh, who I met at, at Camp San Diego. She used it with her fifth graders to track homework. And I thought, well, I'm not tracking daily homework, but I am tracking daily reading. And what I want to look for, so this grid question basically has all my students' names uh, down the left-hand side. So the rows of the question are my students' names in, in any given period. I have different forms for period one, period two, period three. And then across the top in the columns, the multiple choice columns, is like they are reading, or I reminded them to read, or they're not really reading, or they don't even have a book, or they're absent, or they're excused for some reason. So what I do is two or three days a week while I'm taking attendance, instead of using the usual like system that I'm supposed to use to take attendance, I use my own form. And what I do is I look at each kid while they're reading. And you can tell right away, usually within a couple of seconds, whether a child is really reading, really engaged with their book or not. Sometimes I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes I kind of wait a few minutes and see if they turn a page. And sometimes I make an excuse to walk across the room and see what page they're on and if it's the same page as yesterday. Um, but basically what I'm doing is just each day I'm filling out this form. And for 90% of my kids, I'm saying, yes, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to. They're reading. But there's always those kids who are kind of like, mm, he's not really reading today. Or mm, I reminded her to read. And I just mark that uh, multiple choice option. And I click submit. The magic of this happens when I do it on a regular basis. So if I'm doing this two or three days a week, I'm getting a snapshot a couple times a week of where my kids are in their reading behaviors. And that feeds to a spreadsheet. And a spreadsheet is a fabulous thing, as you know. Um, the spreadsheet I've set up so that it's got some conditional formatting on it. And so each uh, column in the spreadsheet is a student's, is an individual student. And the rows in the spreadsheet are the days that I did the observation. And the conditional formatting sets it so that if the student is reading, it turns green. If I reminded the student to read, it turns yellow. If the, you know, because sometimes you just kind of make eye contact with the kid and go like, hey, read your book. And, and they do it, and that's great. Um, if they really were distracted, not reading, you know, trying some, doing something else, um, that turns it pink. If they don't even have a book out, they're doing their physics homework or something else that they really shouldn't be doing during that time, it turns it red. Um, if they're absent, it turns it gray. And if they're excused, it turns it yellow. So like if I send the kids to the nurse or something like that. What that means is that over time, I get to see the pattern. I get to, instead of trying to remember for 140 different kids every day who was reading and who wasn't, I now have a record and I can see things over time. So I can see that Sophia, for example, was reading like every other day, she was marked like, okay, she's reading, wait, now she's not. Now she's reading, now she's not. Now she's reading, now she's not. I wouldn't have noticed a pattern like that just based on my intuition or based on observing kids, unless I was taking notes. Um, and this is my way of taking notes without having to like write down something about every kid all the time. Um, and then I was able to have a conversation with her and say, hey, I, I noticed you're not reading a lot. What's going on? Do you like your book? She's like, no, I don't, I don't really like it. So I gave her a different book. And, and her column after that, you can, you can see it in my spreadsheet, after that it just turns green for the next six weeks. Um, because she liked that book and then she asked me for another book and you know like we developed a relationship around that like that she knew she could ask me for books and I would give them to her and so that led to her really becoming a reader discovering that she really liked to read um, so what happens then is that I see patterns I can intervene in the places where I'm needed most 
and kind of not ignore, but spend less time worrying about the kids who are really engaged with their books all the time. Um, so that worked really well with her and it's worked very well with a lot of other kids sort of showing me where I need to spend my attention. And I really like that. Um, but like I said, I can't blog about it because if they find out that's what I'm doing, that's not going to work. They're all going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to try harder to fake me out. And I do say things to them like, you know, I make notes about whether or not you're reading and stuff like that, but I don't, they don't know what's a form. And Sophia never knew it was a form. And she really like, did she, did she become a reader because I gave her a better book? Yes. But did she love the fact that I noticed? Absolutely. Like the relationship came from the fact that I saw something going on with her and took the time to intervene and, and, and show that I care. So that's great. Um, the second thing I do is I will not do reading logs. I know they're worthless. I always ask my students, you know, hey, raise your hand if you or your parents have ever lied on your reading log and you both knew it, right? And like every ninth grader raises their hand and they laugh about it, right? They think that's hysterical. They're like, uh -huh, yeah, of course we've been faking out our teachers with our reading logs, you know? So I will not use a reading log with them at all. Um, but I still want some other record of what they've been reading, what page they're on, those kinds of things. But I don't need it on a daily basis. So what I do is about every 10 days, and I literally do this by the calendar every 10 days, because their homework is to read at home and they get 10 minutes to read at school. So I would expect most of my students to be reading somewhere around 10 to 15 pages per day, right? So I've got a Google form that they fill out just, you know, it seems to them random. I pick a day and say, hey, fill out the reading progress update. And the reading progress update just says, what book are you reading? What page are you on? How much do you like it? Um, you know, write me two sentences about the part you read today. And that's all they have to do. And it's quick. It takes them less than five minutes. I actually do this fairly religiously every 10 days. So the 8th, the 18th, the 28th, or as close as I could get to that with weekends and things like that. And what that does, it means when it goes into my spreadsheet, their entries are separated by exactly 10 days. 10 days makes it easy to do the math. And I can say, oh, you were on page 82, and now you're on page 182. You read 10 pages a day. Great job. Um, and then I can use that to turn into what I call like a reading progress grade. So I'll, I have this progress category in PowerSchool. It's, it's only worth 10% of their overall grade, but it's sort of a communication piece. So I'll put in a progress grade about the reading progress. And, um, and to them, this seems magical. They don't associate my daily observations, at, because they don't know I do them necessarily, at, or their reading progress update with their grade. Because several days after they do the reading progress update, I'll just put in like, oh, you're reading eight out of 10. And most of them are just perfectly, you know, they're either getting 10 out of 10 because they're doing what they're supposed to, or they're getting a seven or an eight or a six. And, and, and some of them will come to me and say, how come I got a seven? I'm like, well, I don't think you're reading very much at home. They're like, how'd you know? Um, like, <laughs> this is the way it goes, right? Like, of course I'm reading at home. I'm like, really? Because you really only read like 50 pages in the last 10 days. Um, how'd you know? Um, and once in a while, someone will try and lie to me on it. And they'll say like, you know, on the 8th, they'll say they're reading page 150. And then 10 days later on the 28th, we'll fill it out again. And they'll be on page 130 of the same book. I'm like, hmm, okay, so that's an issue. Let's, let's talk about that. Because they don't remember what page numbers they put. If they knew I was doing this, they'd remember. They'd, they'd pay more attention. Um, so that's my other secret way that I kind of track what's going on with them with reading and, um, 
and, and lets me know. And it also gives me a record of what pay, which books they've been reading. And the rating system is important to me. I do sort the spreadsheet by, on a scale of one to five, how much do you like your book? And the kids who are giving their books a one or a two, I, I intervene with them and say, okay, you don't like your book. What's going on? How can we help you? Um, so it's another point of sort of giving me a flag of who I need to intervene with as well. Um, and through just those pieces and, you know, a number of other things, uh, we do our best to build a culture of reading in the classroom for our ninth graders so that many of them end up liking reading more than they thought they did. That is fantastic. I love the, the it seems so simple and yet it's so powerful. And my dogs are going a little crazy in the background. Of course they are, <laughs> they were quiet beforehand. Uh, but it's such a powerful thing for the student, for you, to, like you said, to start building that connection with your students and mm -hmm. to know where they are. Um, I, wow. And this is applicable really to almost any grade that's, you know, that's reading, mm -hmm. you, know, it, you know, I can see doing it in third grade. I can see doing it in fifth grade for me. And of course it's, you know, it works in ninth grade. Um, so we have a few minutes left. I love this. Um, did it take long for you to set these two rooms up for yourself? Um, not really. The, the reading monitoring one um, is, is just one question in a Google form. Um, and you can, um, to get your students' names into it, you can paste them in from some other source. So you can, you can paste a list into a Google form like that. And so I'll paste in my period one names and then I'll make a copy of the form and paste in my period two names instead and then make a copy of the form and paste in period three. The hardest part of managing that is when I gain a student or lose a student. Um, cause then you have to go into, you know, I'm, I'm taking attendance, but I then go into the form and go, oh, that student's not in my class anymore. Add this student instead. Oh, my time is up already? Oh my goodness. It's no, okay, it you, can, you can wrap up. This was great. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's been super, super helpful in my class and, and super helpful as far as getting to know what my, who my students are and what they need and um, sort of knowing who needs me most. And it's, it's a way of coping with having, you know, 140 to 180 kids. I do have one final question. So with the first form that you talked about, um, you know, the, the one question form, you have to keep going back in. So for every student, you'd say, okay, Nancy, she's reading today, submit. This person is, um, um, you know, this person is, you know, Lisa, she's not reading today. And then you have to keep going back into it. And it, no, does that you, make it a little bit cumbersome? You, you fill it out for every kid in one, in one shot. So oh, okay. it's one question in that grid. So like, it says Nancy, it says Lisa, it says Dan, it says David, and you're just kind of picking the bubble for each kid. Does that answer your question? Yes, and pay no attention yes, to I, that man behind the curtain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we have a special guest appearance from one of Jen's children right behind her. Did he pop in? <laughs> yes, he, he was entertaining as well. <laughs> I, I couldn't see him because of the glare. Um, yeah, he, he definitely likes to visit people on the internet. Um, okay. And yeah. since um, you don't write about this on your blog, mm -hmm. is there, can people contact you on Twitter if they have further questions uh, sure, about absolutely. either one of these forms and things? On Twitter, awesome. on Twitter I'm Jen Roberts one, J-E-N Roberts one. Don't forget the one. Um, and uh, they can also, um, they won't, they won't find this in my current book, Power Up, but they might find it in my next book. Oh, <laughs> teaser. <laughs>
Okay, well, this was wonderful. I, I really, really liked it. So thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, and of course you did, uh, please leave us a comment to let us know. Tonight's comment question is, how do you monitor your students' reading? Our next episode will not be in two weeks as it usually is. It will be in three weeks on Monday, July 23rd. And our guest will be Tammy Lind, who will be talking to us about helping students succeed. So please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course you do, uh, please rate us and leave a review on iTunes so that it makes it easier for others to find us. And remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know of someone who fits this bill, or if you'd like to be a guest, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks, and we'll see you in three weeks.